corner window, he saw Shelley's silhouette, head propped on an elbow at her desk. Finishing her homework, he knew. Ivan breathed in deeply. Cold wind pressed against his body and slipped beneath his clothing. He felt alive, intensely aware of every inch of his skin, nostrils, and the full expansion of his lungs. This is going to be a good run. With a shiver, Ivan started down Farmingdale Road. His running shoes bounced off the pavement edged by fields of withered grass, beyond which miles of woodlands passed in darkness. Ivan traveled back in time, as he did during every evening run. Lenning's first freshman varsity starter, 108-pound weight class, going against the captain from Westfield, fourth in the state the year before. Everyone talking about me, lots of articles, always spelling my name wrong, scared to death in the locker room before the match, forgetting what to do for the 54 seconds it took the guy to toss me all over the mat, struggling to get off my back while he squeezed the half, so tight my lungs couldn't expand, can't breathe, can't breathe, panic scrambling my head until finally giving in, letting my shoulder blades touch the mat, the referee calling the pin, ending the nightmare. I gave up, quit, never again. To Ivan's right, Sycamore Creek snaked its way through the woods before emptying into a pond a stone's throw wide, where he and the Scott brothers, Josh and Timmy, played ice hockey as kids. Six years ago, the township's new irrigation system began siphoning off water for a nearby corn farm, leaving the pond a bed of damp silt. Not that it mattered to Ivan. Shortly after, the Scots moved away. He never heard from them again. No letters or postcards, no phone calls. They were just gone. To somewhere in Minnesota was all he knew. A car came up behind him, illuminating the road ahead, stretching his shadow, then passed by, leaving the crimson of its taillights and the hum of its engine fading into the night. And his wrestling memories, still raw years later, continued. First sophomore region champ at Lennings. Dreams of going farther. Riding a nine-match winning streak, all by pins. Quarterfinals of the States, 122 pounds, whipped by some guy from Newton. Hit a switch and hit it hard. But the guy steps across and catches me, on my back, fighting to get out. Then finally do. I score a reversal, later a takedown, but nothing else. Time runs out, the humiliation of getting beat 11-4. Walking off the mat, the crowd staring at me like I'm some loser. No escape. Freezing cold nights running. Drilling moves for hours and hours and hours, thousands of push-ups, thousands of sit-ups, but I lost. Losing tastes like crap. Passing Wellington Farms, Ivan counted 564 steps along the length of the wooden fence. The night before, it had been 573. He had logged so many miles on this road, he could run, eyes closed, and avoid all the potholes and broken pavement. Sweat coated his body, while heat trapped within the layers of his clothing insulated him from the cold. Ahead, a row of street lamps shone on Main Street. The center of town was desolate. Ivan passed Mr. Johnston's florist shop, a fixture in town for decades, Burley's Automotive, and the Starlight Deli. In the deli's front window, a poster read, Ivan, bring home the state championship. A little farther, Ivan passed hometown hardware. Then, at the corner, a neon sign blinked above Evergreen Tavern. The gravel parking lot was nearly full. Drinking away the last hours before another dreary week of life began, Ivan figured.
he crossed the intersection, and soon the center of Lennings was behind him. All Ivan could hear was the beat of his running shoes on the pavement and his steady, comfortable breathing. Junior year, undefeated after 24 matches, 15 by pins. Named one of the top 129 pounders by the Star Ledger. Gonna be Lennings' first state champ, everyone says so. Too many newspaper articles, too many interviews, too many people wanting me, too many distractions. Semifinals of the states against last year's champs from Highland Regional, so damn close. Got caught in the first period, but came back in the third. Time running out, needing a two-point reversal. Sat out, then hit the switch, leaning back hard against the guy. He's going to collapse. Ten seconds left. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four. The buzzer goes off as the guy collapses. No, there's three seconds left. How'd the buzzer go off too soon? They said the timekeeper made a mistake. That's it. End of discussion. The timekeeper screwed up. Lost in the state semifinals. Lost 8-7. Miles later, Ivan turned off Vernon Avenue and started up the hill past the Wallens house. His thighs stiffened, then burned, but he kept pumping. His heart hammered his ribcage. Ivan kept pushing, pushing beyond the pain, beyond any normal threshold, until he was overcome with numbness, still moving, still breathing furiously, but no longer feeling the impact of his feet against the road. Finally, the hill crested, and Ivan was back home. Chilled air rushed in and out of his lungs, while baking heat in his body dizzied his thoughts. Ivan staggered a few yards, then stopped at the stone wall that surrounded his house and bent over. A swell of nausea rose from his gut, his diaphragm jerked tight, and he vomited. Good run. Damn good run. A wisp of steam rose from the liquid. Ivan moved farther along the wall, then down the driveway. He glanced back at Shelley's window. A light was still on. Then he braced again. His stomach jerked a second time. He wiped vomit from his nose, spit the rest from his mouth, and continued around the house. The back door slapped against its wooden frame. Ivan's father stood in the kitchen with a daily record in his hand. He was old, silver-haired long ago, but still a bull of a man. Ivan stepped inside, sat on the floor, and began untying his running shoes. His father unfolded the newspaper, nodded, and tapped a page. Did you see today's paper? There is an article about you. He set his glasses and began reading. The township of Lennings, Papa, not now. You will listen, his father said. He again looked down at the newspaper. The township of Lennings is nearly invisible on a map of western New Jersey, hidden on the southern shore of Round Valley Reservoir, 15 miles from the Pennsylvania border. It is a world away from the bright lights of Philadelphia and New York City, a blue-collar community with small-town ideals. Lennings is again buzzing with excitement for one of its own. Ivan Korsky, the odds-on favorite to win the 135-pound state title. Then his father said with a firm nod, Very nice. Ivan said nothing. He pulled off his running shoes, tossing them to the corner, then stripped to his underwear. His sleeved shirt and long johns fell to the floor with a wet slap. Sweat glistened on his skin. It says team start practice tomorrow, his father said. But not Lennings? Remember the tradition? His father did not. That stupid-ass tradition, Ivan muttered.
or we start practicing a few days after everyone else as a handicap to our opponents. He rolled his eyes. Someone forgot to remind us we've had four straight losing seasons. His father sat down heavy in the chair, as if he too was very tired. Are you ready? Ready, Ivan said, annoyed. Yeah, I'll be fine. Good, his father said. Very good. He then went on. The coach from Bloomsburg telephoned earlier. Ivan looked up for a moment, then away. He wished you good luck for the season, his father said. He would like us to drive out for a visit. We will take a campus tour, before Christmas, perhaps. I think this would be a very good university for you. A drop of sweat gathered at the end of Ivan's nose, quivered, then dropped to the kitchen floor. I'm going to shower, he said, bending down to gather the wet clothing into his arms. Without another word, he slipped into the dark of the dining room and climbed the stairs to his bedroom. Chapter 2 his heart pounding, Bobby Zane stood. The thirty-second rest between round-robin shots was hardly enough time to sit down and get up again, let alone catch his breath. But Bobby understood no amount of weightlifting or miles of running would have prepared him enough for the first practice of the season. He slipped the plastic headgear over his head, shifting the halo and earpieces into place, then snapped the chin strap secure. Sweat ran down his cheeks. A drenched, long-sleeved shirt clung to his body like a second skin. Time! Coach Dean Messina's voice boomed from the front of the Milburn High practice room. Look up front! Bobby and his teammates turned toward their coach, the most celebrated wrestler in school history, a two-